We have the privilege of uh, being here with our students. We're in Project, again, Project Timothy. It's a four-year track of leadership for students. And uh, we want our, to invest in our students. And we want them to know that they're called. And we want to know them to know that the kingdom of God is for them. I'm telling you, you would be so proud of them. I want you to know that the future of our church is in good hands. We're, this is our, Project Timothy is our response, our pushback to the world that we live in. And you think about all the things that our youth are going to have to face in their future, the decisions that they're going to have to make. They're going to have to right some of our wrongs. And for them to do that, they're going to need God's hand in their life. You agree with me? Give me an amen or something. They know, you know, you bring some, bring the coffee in. They need more coffee, you know. So most of our service, a lot of our service is going to be video, as you can see already, and that's how we come to you from the nations. We, they, we can't bring Jamie and Kim here and the team, but they got to uh, uh, be a part of our service in that way. And so we're going to watch a few videos of our students as they spent a week in uh, Puerto Rico, and we were investing in them, uh, man, and just teaching them. They got literally seminary-level courses while they were there. And uh, it was really incredible to watch God move in their life. So I want you to open your heart to the things that they may want to give you today. And don't sit in our service with a, a looking up, uh, down at them. Let, let's look equal eye to eye with them for a few minutes and let them speak. In there. Can you have, can I ask for permission to let them speak into your heart? So let's do that. Let's watch some videos together. And Mary, after this, will preach. She'll give her first word and Terry will come up and I'll finish. So let's watch this together. Hi, my name is Banner. I'm uh, in 10th grade, and this is my first year at Project Timothy. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me in the teaching was worshiping God without music. I just think it was, uh, it was really great to just be in his presence and in silence. You know, no matter the conditions you're in, no matter um, like what music is being played, you can just sit there and listen to God. We had this... Um, specific teaching where we kneel down and just surrender to him and it was really great to receive his word and uh more precisely talk to him uh one of the uh one of the better spiritual practices that we did that i i really enjoyed was kind of similar but it was just sitting in silence um and just talking to god you know even if you don't have something to say uh you don't have any words to get out it's great to just listen um, and God will say something back to you um, if you need it. So that was really great. Um, my name is Ethan Henderson. Um, I'm going into 10th grade, and this is my first year at Project Timothy, and um, just so glad to have this experience. Um, what I'm bringing back to my church is just really a desire to lead in my church. I just, uh, feel like I really want to just... Um, start teaching sermons, um, preaching, and um, doing, like, maybe going on the prayer team or doing worship, just all these uh, leadership positions I want to try and stick my fingers into, um, see what sticks. And um, I also just want to bring back all the really cool experiences I've had here and share them with the whole congregation. Um, one of the best things to come out of stuff like this is just the friendships that we make. Um, I've made lots of friends 
Um, it's always sad to see them go though, um, but see them again next year. And uh, what I thought was really cool is just how much just like um, me, the like uh, kids from Puerto Rico are here. They're just, they're the same as us. I don't know what I expected going into it, um, but like we're interested in the same things. It's like we get along so well. And um, I just thought that was really cool. Hi, my name is Izzy Gallardo. Uh, I'm in 11th grade and this is my first year in Project Timothy. Uh, one of the fun things that we did that I liked was Old San Juan, like walking around and praying for people. That was awesome. And then going to the mall. But I liked the bioluminescent bay more, which is basically like a giant bay where it's like pitch black. And whenever you move in it, it lights up and it's really, it's really cool. So one of the swimmers went in and it was like lit up wherever he was. And that was really awesome. And we were like in the middle of the ocean and it was really cool and relaxing. And we were walking around like Mayaguez in that area a little bit. And it was a lot of fun. Um, one of the spiritual practices that impacted me the most was the Lecto Divinia, which is kind of where you read um, a verse or how something in the Bible, like a portion. It could be like a verse, maybe like a section, a chapter, whatever. And you write questions down and you answer those questions. Um, once you like read the passage and some of them were like, what is Jesus saying to you during this? What stuck out to you during this? Why did it stick out to you? What do you think? he's trying to tell you what did you get out of it and it was really cool because I got a lot of things out of that um when we did that practice it was over Psalm 145 I forget what verses it was but that was that's a really it's a really good book by the way um but yeah that I would also use that outside of church or not church yeah church but like Project Timothy too and I took most away from that so yeah very cool Good morning, everyone. I wanted to share with you guys from Puerto Rico the wonderful time we've had with your students this week. Isn't my backdrop beautiful? Sorry, Terry. Sorry, Charles. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the power of investment in our students. And when I thought about that, a scripture from 1 Timothy came to mind, 1 Timothy 1, 3 through 5. In verse 3, Paul says, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did. With a clear conscience as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. That's Paul investing in Timothy in prayer. And I know you parents and even you, the church, has been praying for these students all week. And those prayers have been felt and we know that the spirit has moved because of them. And verse 4, recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. As your students come home and as you, the church, watch them come home, I know you're excited and happy to see them and the joy that is found in seeing the Holy Spirit inside of them that they have absorbed this week while they've been at Project Timothy. In verse 5, Paul says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. The discipleship of the next generation is a big investment for us as parents and for the church in general. Whether it's your own kids or the kids of the church, just investing in them and showing them Jesus is really important in their lives. I wanted to share with you guys some specific things that I saw this week at Project Timothy. Um, there was amazing worship. The students learned that it's not just the songs you sing. But everything you do, you can worship God. And they actually worshiped God and realized that they didn't have to be singing to do that. They boldly prayed over each other. 
and others and people on the streets of San Juan. It was wonderful to watch them actually boldly step out in prayer for people. They stood and read the Bible at every teaching. Yes, your kids opened an actual Bible and read the words. They shared visions as they prayed and they they boldly spoke out what they saw and what God was telling them. They spoke words over each other as they prayed for each other, encouraging each other in what they were doing and how they were walking. They asked deep questions at every teaching. They eagerly wanted to learn the spiritual practices that were being taught at Project Timothy. To you parents, I wanna say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to bring your kids this far away for this week. Thank you for investing in them and letting them learn more about the Holy Spirit. To the church and to Kim and Jamie, thank you for investing in the next generation of leaders for our church. Hello, my name's Benjamin Records. I'm going into my second year of Project Timothy and I'm also entering 12th grade. So first question I've been asked was, what teaching stuck out to me the most? And I've actually got two. I've got the one on evangelism and then the one on heroic leadership. So the one for evangelism stuck out to me. Uh, They gave us a statistic that most of the church doesn't do it, even though most of the people in the church came in from evangelizing or someone evangelizing to them. And they also provide us information on what should be brought up for evangelizing, what information needs to be presented first, and different ways to get into a conversation about it. And then for the heroic leadership, it was a Christian-based way of how you could lead in a loving environment, a supporting environment, a caring environment. And going back to school, I want to be able to lead well and lead others well in this way. So I found that very helpful. The second question was, what was my favorite activity and or food here in Mayaguez? All the food was good, honestly. It was really good all around. Um, Great cooks, good food highly would recommend my favorite event though was our trip to old san juan and so the three-hour bus ride on the way up it's a little bit of a grueling but the one on the way back was definitely a lot funner especially when everyone started singing but while there i really liked the fort um can't remember the name but their major fort guarding the entrance into the bay of puerto rico significantly larger than the one we have in saint augustine which is the one we go to around here in florida even though both are spanish and good history great views a neat little town and fort it was all very fun hi my name is isaac this is my uh second year of project timothy and i'm going to 10th grade uh one of the words that god gave me was enough and i feel like that tied into my life because I I had this mentality that I'm not enough yet, that I have to push myself past my limits and do better than who I was the day before. And um, it was just great to hear that because it comforted me. So I don't have to push myself so far to the point where I hurt myself. And I just feel like it's amazing the way he like put that into my life at this moment. Um, and what really helped me out realizing that I was enough was the people that I met here, the friendships that I made. Um, they, they really helped me comfort myself and realize that I'm enough for them, for myself and for God. And it's just great having that feeling that you don't have to 
push yourself too much. And I feel like other students can feel the same way if they come to Project Timothy next year, which I think is going to be a blast, obviously, because this one was amazing. Hi, my name is Ruby. I'm going to 12th grade. Um, this is my second year of Project Timothy. Um, something um, that God has showed me through Project Timothy this year is he's just kind of rekindled the fire in me of um, just my plan of what I want to do with my life and the passion I have. Um, he just kind of set that on fire again um, and just made me burn even harder for it. And so I'm very excited to jump into that. Um, the spiritual practice that made the most impact to me was um, we walked through Psalm 23 and um, we looked at the, we kind of walked through it slowly and went over the five senses and like, what did you hear going through it? What did you feel? And I think that really um, just God spoke to me through that. Um, it just kind of shows that everything is so much deeper than just um, surface level. And I thought that was really great. Hello. So my name is Terry. Uh, I am the high school youth leader here at the church. Those of you who don't know me. Um, in that video, I don't know if you guys heard any extra sounds, but uh, man, Puerto Rico, there's a lot of roosters. <laughs> and every morning, like clockwork, there had to be in the block that we were in, 10,000. And they weren't peoples, they were just wild roosters. Crowing because they felt like it. So, parental tip: if you have a hard time getting your parent, your kids up in the morning for school, buy some roosters. <laughs> I promise you, it will work. Because there's no sleeping through those bad boys. Um. So, like Charles had said and Mary had said in the video, real quick, I just want to thank you guys for allowing us to uh, take these students to Puerto Rico and, and for your guys' prayers and investing in them. Uh, I want to speak real quick on the power of calling. And so before I get into it, I just want to read in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4. And this is Paul talking to Timothy, who is a teenager. He's, he's literally the age of the students that went to Puerto Rico. And, and, and Paul saw something he saw the calling that God had put on Timothy, and uh, these are his words to him after he had gone with him and was uh, planning churches and, and leading churches. He says to him, do not neglect, sorry, we're in verse 14. Do not neglect your gift, which was given through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters, Give yourself to them, wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Be diligent in these matters and do not neglect your gifts. These students went to Puerto Rico and... and Charles had, had touched on it briefly. They literally took seminary-style classes, one after another after another, because they know that God has a calling on them that, that they need to harness, that they want to harness for the power of God's kingdom so that they can speak into others' lives, so that they can pray for other people. Now, they, they went through and they learned how to lead and develop small groups, 
spiritual leadership, the five-step prayer model, how to pray for people, and how to do all sorts of ministry-style ministry. Ministry-style ministry. Sure. Um, But before they could even do that, the classes they took were hearing God, journaling, how to worship God even when not using music. Because they have to, and just like we have to, they have to be able to minister and lead out of a place, out of an overflow of their personal relationship with God. You know, I I love the analogy that, um, you know, when we talk about ministry and serving, that if you have a cup and that cup is your life, if that's full with water and you're pouring that water out and that water is your service and your ministry that you're leading, if you're just pouring that water out, eventually that cup runs dry. And you, that's not a place to serve from. But if you take that cup and you hold it under a faucet and you allow the Holy Spirit, the water, to flow into that cup, that overflow of water that pours out of that cup, that's where the ministry comes from. And that's what they worked on first and foremost. And Paul tells Timothy, don't neglect your gifts. While we were there, we saw students that were praying for each other, that were worshiping. Sorry. (laughs) We saw bondage being broken. We saw students speaking into each other's lives. We saw students prophesying to other students about what God has for them in their life. And that's not what they're... Even like Paul says here, they're not using that for themselves. They're using their gifts to spread God's kingdom, to, to speak to others, to save others' lives. And that's their calling. And, and it's not just the students in Project Timothy. They're working through it and they're, they're learning what that means. But that's also for every one of you sitting in this room. Every person here has a gift from God. And every one of you has a calling in your life to speak into other people's lives for his glory and for his kingdom. Whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's at the baseball field, wherever you might be, you have a calling in your life. And I challenge you, as we watch this next set of videos and you see these students speaking, I challenge you to to truly see what God is doing in their lives and, and understand how he has used them. But I also challenge you to see how God wants to use you in your life. And how every person that's sitting in one of these chairs can, can speak into someone else's life. So as Paul says, so you will save both yourselves and your hearers. Thank you. Hi, I'm Melissa. I'm in ninth grade. And this is my first year at Project Timothy. <laughs> so something my favorite teaching was the um five step prayer because like I always have a problem praying for people and I get really awkward and I didn't know what to say or like how to start it but I'm like the five steps really helped me get through that and yeah and then also what something like affirming that God's said and stuff was that he can't help but to love us and that just even with all the mistakes that we have, every time we sin, everything that we do, he can't help but to love us. And he just always wants to be near us. And Yeah. <laughs>
Hi, my name is Trey Diori and I'm a freshman and this is my first year of Project Timothy. The meeting that I liked the most was probably the second worship night of Project Timothy because it was types of worship where we didn't actually sing any songs. We just like got on our knees and prayed, which I like this because it helped me communicate with the Lord more and it just made me feel better and helped me communicate with like praying, gave me the encouragement which I really like this a lot. Um, another thing I liked was when God showed me that it doesn't matter how bad, how much bad things you do, you can that he will always love you. I experienced this when I went to Old San Juan and we were praying over the people that needed it. And one guy said he did a lot of bad things in life, but that he worshiped, he prayed for God every day and that God has never left his side. Hi, I'm Gavin Dioria, and I just graduated high school, and this is my first year of Project Timothy. Something that my, my favorite teaching was the worship God, but not through worship. It was trying to show us a different way of worshiping God, not just through songs, but like through prayer and other, other ways you can just worship God and experience his praise. And another topic that I really liked was the fact that we practiced something called quiet time with God. And it was just us listening for God when we prayed instead of us speaking to him. It helped us listen for his word instead of us just openly talking to him and not giving God any time to say anything to us. And something new I would say, or something I would say to someone considering coming to Project Timothy is just do it. The experience is probably once in a lifetime and there's plenty of fun things to do. There's plenty of people you can meet and make friends with and it's just a great experience overall. Uh, my name is uh, Cope Burnham. I am 13 years old and uh, this is my first year at Project Timothy. And uh, uh, this is what I wrote down, and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, the spiritual practice that made the most impact on me was the spiritual warfare. The lesson was just talking about divine power and what the devil is here to do and what God is here to do. Something that God said to me spirit, in the spiritual teaching was, I am worth the fight, and he is worth fighting for. One thing God showed me was to love those who are who are hurtful and rude to me other thing that god that god showed me was that i have to go into the dark places fix the broken help the lost be found he told me to keep being a man of integrity stay humble stay engaged stay in it with god and the holy spirit because he will never lead you astray mm. good stuff, huh? Who would have thought that out of teenagers? You know, they, I think it was Friday, they sat through almost five hours of teaching. You guys are here for a half an hour. And maybe you walked in and you heard the first worship. You know, you, you get dressed, first of all. You're, you, I can't wait to go to church today. And you walk in the door and somewhere in your head you're like, I wonder when it's going to be over. 
Or you're halfway through the message and you're, you're, for, you're thinking, what am I doing for lunch? And, you know, because we live in, in such a convenient place that, you know, we can have anything that we want, anywhere we want. And I'm not really talking about, Puerto Rico has plenty of everything that we have. But what we had was a community of students that, I, I, I taught the third hour of that. And I didn't know what I was going to, I've, I've been around our students, I've, I've, at times, I'm like, I didn't know really what was going to happen. I, think, I thought I'd be, the, I, although I'd have 15 students or 18, how I many we had total, I was going to be the only one awake, <laughs> because it was just really intense. But at the end of that hour, they were, they were taking notes, they were asking questions, they were leaning in. You know? And you have to lean in if you want to move. You have to lean in if you want God to move in your life. And they were leaning in after all this time. And I was just, it was incredible to watch their capacity. I thought of a, I had a picture uh, in the first service of this watermark. You guys know like on a seawall, you can see where the high, high tide was. And I saw the tide being low. And I, I thought, I gave this to the students and I, and I want to re-give it to them. I just felt like the Lord was, wanted to tell you that that high watermark, don't pay attention to it. That's not the mark of what God wants to do in your life. That might be the mark of where others before you have gone. And you might find it hard to live in that expectation of how am I going to follow God in this day, in this time, and in this world. But here, when I say that high watermark, if just put it out here because he wants to take you further than we've gone. Do you want our students to go further than us? Do you want them to rise higher than us? Do you want them to love God more than us? To find his purpose and his plans in their life more than us? I mean, that's what this was about. I don't know what's going to happen to our youth group with these that have gone and how it's going to change. I'm sure it's going to put a whole different dynamic in this. And I know that one of the students there says it's a once in a lifetime. Actually, it's a four times in a lifetime experience you can have because it's four years. A four-year track of discipleship, not to, to just give in to this world. We're pushing back to the things that this world is doing, to the things that God wants to do. And our students need your prayers. This generation needs your prayers. More than ever in our life, they need our heart and our prayers and our intercession, our investment, our encouragement. Paul was encouraging Timothy because he knew that it was going to be what? How is life? Hard. It's amazing how we all found that one word in that moment right there at that time. It's hard. But you know what? Jesus didn't say it would be easy. He said it would be worth it. Being a leader isn't easy. Standing up for Christ isn't easy. Following Jesus isn't easy. I'm going to share with you a quick word, and we're going to, we're going to hear from Paul in, uh, in 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. He says, but you, what does he call Timothy? What does he call him? Come on, all together. Very good. Does he call him boy of God? Little kid of God. He calls him, you're a man of God. Our culture, we put off manhood and womanhood to a future date and time. 
And here he is, a teenager, in his late teens, and he's like, but you, man of God. Man, I'm not going to look at you the same. You're a man of God. Be a man of God. Ruby, where she's probably serving, oh, you're right there. Be a woman of God. And all that God has for you. Nothing less. Nothing less than the fullness of what he has. Where's Cope? He's serving? Really? Well, Mama, Dad, who are in Houston, by the way, probably watching online right now, and she's traveling to get her skin. So they're pastors in Houston. Mississippi. Oh, you know who's in Houston? Izzy. Her. And she's serving in kids' ministry too. Izzy is one of our students that lives out of state. Her mama leads one of our small group, online small groups, and they live in Houston. And she flies her daughter in to youth group. Not every week. That'd be pretty expensive, but she gets her here multiple times a year and invested in her daughter and sent it. Cope, who's in Mississippi, their parents pastor a church there. We were at the conference when we were uh, at the end of the, the last night we were there, and God, well, you could tell there's just a special moment when something like this happens. But somehow somebody said, man, you should go to Project Timothy with us. And then it just started stirring. And I'm looking, Natasha's on her phone and doing this. They're, they're trying to work it out. And next thing I know, they're working out flight arrangements for COPE. And apparently, now who sends their kid off with people they've never met? It doesn't happen. There's only one reason that a parent would feel that good about that situation. And it's got to be the plans of God that he has set aside for them. And they were going to do whatever it took to get him there, that that impartation would happen in them. And I got the word for Cope that we bought the tickets. And he didn't know it. And I leaned, we were just worshiping. He was standing right over here. His parents were sitting right where you're sitting right there. And I said, buddy, you're going to Project Timothy. And here's a teenager that's all six foot, 13-year-old six foot kid. I mean, he's a big kid. He leaps into his dad's arms and is crying. He was... And I mean genuine. What got him there was his love for the Lord. This is a leadership piece. And it doesn't mean that all of our kids are going to rise up and be pastors. Leadership is just basically being over that area that God has given you in your life and following him in every way that he wants you to. But part of it in them is seeing the leadership in them. And so I just want to say to, uh, to Cope's parents, good job. Good job. For raising your kid, Natasha and Terry, for raising your kids to love Jesus. Rick and Chelsea, you've invested a lot in your kids. Got a drummer who's going to do linguistics to translate the Bible in other languages. I tried to offer, I tried to say, man, why don't you come back and help us with our youth? And he goes, well, you know, I'm going to do linguistics and translate the Bible into other languages for people who've never heard the Bible. And I'm just like, Okay, go. I don't know, what can I offer? What can I say after that? You know, Riley, leading worship right here. Manners helping out with the, with the he's, he's capable of ways, so he's hiding it all. He's hiding a lot of it, but it's, he's having a more difficult time. Ruby's serving. Man, good job, Rick and Chelsea, for investing in your kids. 
Yeah, give him. That's, that's hard. Jesus didn't say it would be easy. He said it would be worth it. But Paul, but you, man of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. If you just write down those words, put them on a sticky note, put them on your bathroom mirror, and take the next year and just try to walk some of that out. You'll be a different person. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And when you made your good confession. You know what your good confession is? We do it around here all the time. It's when you stand and you say. Yes to as your Lord and Savior. That's your confession. That's the calling. That's the place in your time when things begin to happen and God wants to move in your life and maturity has to happen. I didn't start maturing in my faith and as, a, as, as an adult, probably until I was 30, maybe even close to 40, I started finally coming around. I don't want that. We don't want that for this generation. We want them to enter into the fullness of what God has called them to do. And that's why we invest in them. That's why we put our hands on them when we let them know that they're called. That's why we want them to experience the power of the kingdom of God. Because we live in a world that needs the kingdom of God. Can you receive that? Can you feel the weight of his kingdom? I want to invite our students to come up. So if you're running cameras, put pan it back. I know you, they chase me around. They don't like it when I do, when I preach, because I, I, I do this. And, and they don't get to sit back there and be on their phone. They actually have to work and keep me in focus and stuff like that. <laughs> but I want them to come up. I want to do something here this morning. Here, come a little closer, a little closer. Good. Do we have any more? Oh, yeah, come on, come on. Where's Gavin at? Online sound. Gavin, it's going to be fine. Come downstairs. You can't hide in the office. No, that's okay. We need to have people with the kids, so it's fine. <laughs> Just throw some crackers in the room. They'll be fine. But I want there to be a transaction this morning. I see a transaction. And we're going to pray over them because we want them to do better than us, right? We want them to go far, further. We want them to experience the things that God has for them, not in their 50s, but in their teens. Thanks. Yeah, you heard me, man. They were good. So I, oh, here's the transaction. We're going to pray over them. And no matter where you're at in your relationship with God, maybe this is the first prayer you've said in a long time. But we're going to pray, God, will you help them do better than me? Will you help them 
And we're not just praying over them. We're praying over their generation. We're praying over their friends who aren't up here that we want to come and experience this, what God has for them. So do me a favor, just where you're at, put your hand out towards them. And it's just in faith that we reach out. And just start praying for them. Maybe as you look at them, God's going to put one of them on your heart. And you can just start praying for them. God knows. Let that transaction happen. We give to them. We give to them. We bless this generation. They're our future, God. Your church will rest on their shoulders. We call it out in them. We call it out. Release the things of God in their life. Move in their hearts. Give them prophecy. Give them words of knowledge. Let them move in kindness and compassion. Let them see visions and dream dreams. Take off of them the curse of this world. Remove from them complacency. And let them stand in your goodness. We want them to do better than us. Forgive us, Lord, where we've had a low watermark. We want them to rise up higher, to go further. Thank you for every word that was taught to them. We pray that it would be good and good soil in their heart. It's okay, just keep praying. Just pray for them. Pray for their families, pray for their friends, pray for the school that go to. turn the tide a little bit. I want you to, this is right where you're seated. I tell you what, stand up. You'll receive better standing up. Maybe just put your hands out at your side. I'm going to have them pray over you. And I want you to receive from them the things of God. Give God permission to what they're about to pray that it would it would, that seed or whatever it is would find the right soil in your heart that, that these are going to be powerful prayers. And give God permission to let them speak into your life. So, just say a prayer for each other. Come, Lord. Help all these people be able to get the encouragement to face you and talk to you in the evil times, dark times. Be able to help them feel your word and have be able to feel the visions that you are sending to them. Make them be a leader in the world. Have them be able to talk to you, control others. Let them go before them. Have them be able to serve you. Be able to teach the Bible to them and leave them to the Lord. Thank you.
Is that good for your heart? I don't know if you can handle any more than that. I mean, do you want more? You want more from them? You want more of what they have? Because I don't know. That was a pretty... If you could just walk that out, it would transform your world. Well, let's we'll give, them, give them some more, Ben. All right. Lord, I just ask you to come. I ask that you make your will be known to everyone in this room. Yes. Your presence be known, that they know, that they know, that they know what you say to them and what you have for them. Pray your peace, which surpasses understanding on all of them and clarity in their lives like you gave Israel when they crossed the Red Sea. Just make yourself known in them and in their work, their family, their relationships, that people can see them and know they're different and that they're with you and that you are in them. So just you bless all of them and you help all of them and you guide all of them because you know all the answers to all the problems. We pray for your will be done, Jesus. Mm, come on, is that, it's like a good meal. We want more of it. We want more, Lord. We need more, more, Lord. Let it, let it rain on your heart. Let these prayers rain on your heart. Mm. God, I thank you for everybody here, God. Um, I just ask you, show your presence to everyone just light an everlasting flame in everybody's hearts whether it be serving prophecies teaching leading god just tell them what you're calling them to do god i got a picture um of a landscape of lanterns some of them look different some of them move faster than others um but at the end they're all making it to the same place um and that's really all that matters so that anybody receive that that good for your heart good for your soul Mm. um so i actually have a word that um god put on my heart earlier this week when I was reading Esther and her uncle sent word to Esther saying um, that Jesus will send deliverance to the, for the Jews from another place, but that he was giving, putting her in that position um, to do it right then and that she would be blessed in that. Um, and so I just like that stuck with me about how God doesn't, he doesn't require us, but that he desires us and um, he can use us, but like, if you're required, everyone's required. But being desired is so much deeper and so much more personal. Um, so I just thought that was like so amazing that he desires us. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. So just, Lord, thank you that you um, desire us. You desire our hearts and you um, want to bless us for um, our obedience, Lord. So thank you. Lord, I just pray that you give everyone in this room your power and your strength and your hope. I hope there's nobody in here that you leave unscathed. I hope you come to everyone in this room and you just guide them to your will, Lord. I hope you can that you just bring them to you, Lord, and bring them to Jesus so they can see their goals, see their path that you want them to be on, Lord.
haven't forgotten about you. Super proud of Alyssa. She loves the Lord. She moved here, back here, and has made her way into our youth group and made it her own. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do in her life. She might snort a lot. Good timing. But I'm going to have her close us in prayer. And I just... I just feel that gentle rain of the Lord over your life. You know, that peaceful rain that just you can just stand in and it's not lightning and thundering, but somehow the sun is out at the same time and, it's, and it just feels good. I just feel that's His presence. I just thank you for like everyone in this room, all these beautiful faces that were made in your image, God. And it's just, I can feel the presence and his presence in this room. And I just hope that it stays with everyone, wherever you go, throughout all the distractions in life. And just that it's there and that he's in your ear reminding you that he loves you. And I just thank you for Charles, Terry, and Miss Mary's word and that it just stays in our head so that we just always remember you, Lord, and that we can just spread your word. And, yeah. How old are you? 14. How many of you at 14 were in that place? Come on. Hey, one last thing I want to do, and then you can go get lunch and worry about the rest of your day. But our pastors are in Burundi, Africa right now. And I thought it would be, if you're still with us, we want to send a blessing your way. So this is east. It is that way, east, right? Yeah, I've, we're praying for Hawaii earlier, you know. <laughs> I know you got to go over Hawaii. Just keep going around. So no, but I want us to reach out our hands east towards Africa. This is a big deal. To send, they've been sending, if you've been following, they've been saying we we feel your prayers, and if you're with us right now, we want you to receive. Uh, the prayers of God from us to do the things he has for you to do and have his energy and strength. And so we just, uh, we agree uh, together. So come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We send favor and we pray favor. We pray your strength over the team. We pray that you would be with them. We pray that your work would be done in the time that they have to do it. We pray for relationships and divine appointments. We pray that you would raise up leaders and deliverance for those who are going to need to be leaders, Lord, that you would come. I specifically pray for the men of the church, Lord, that they would be able to follow you and that they would be able to cry out to you, that they could be weak in your presence and, Father, and be godly strong men lord and we just thank you for the women of the church lord that you've put your presence on and your sweetness lord that they that they listen to their prayers and break them over their families uh in the right moments in time lord but we pray for our team we pray for Annette, Annie, and claret lord that you would bless them in the work that they're doing so we agree with this and we send our love and we send our, our affections and we send the peace of God and we say Godspeed and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.